come to do today, to bring an offering of worship to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Warren Stucker, will you please pray for us as we get started? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. Title of the message today, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Okay. In this month of December, we're going to be focusing on Jesus this month. Christmas season is here, is it not? We all get busy, don't we? So many things to do. Trying to arrange family to come together for Christmas. I know I know just in my family, I've got a brother and a sister and just trying to find a trying to find a day and some time that we all three and our families could come together and get together was is a major undertaking. And, and I know how busy that is, how, how busy we get uh, buying gifts, how busy we get uh, going and coming, how busy we get decorating and, and all those kinds of things. And, and it's just life just seems so busy in the and the hustle and bustle of the world anymore at Christmas time just seems to be overwhelming. And I think sometimes we forget to remember the reason for the season, and that's Jesus. I think sometimes we remember we don't remember to think about the indescribable gift that was given to mankind, and that was Jesus. I think sometimes we forget to remember of the little baby that was born in Bethlehem that grew up to be the Savior of the world. And my prayer today for myself and for you is that we will not do that. That Jesus will be the priority of our life during this Christmas season. So that we can really focus in on him so that we can really grasp the meaning of Christmas. And if we will just do that, then during this Christmas season, I believe that we will understand what it means to have peace beyond all comprehension. A peace that surpasses everything that we can think about. Because what we will see today, I believe, I hope we believe, that peace only comes through a relationship with the Prince of Peace, and that is Jesus. So that's what we're going to be looking at at today. The anchor verse that I want to uh, talk about today will be in Isaiah 9-6. And this verse and these verses will were written by Isaiah over 700 years before they took place. And if you just look at God's Word and how He put all this together and how, 
how he inspired Isaiah to write these words and, and, and that kind of a time frame and how accurate they are. At the, uh, just, a, just a shout out to the Bible because it is an amazing book that God has assembled just for us. Inspired by God and the Holy Spirit. So let's look at just this one verse today. We're going to look at just one verse here and focus on it. And that is Isaiah 9, 6, as we begin this Christmas season. And it says this, For a child will be born to us, a sign, a son will be given to us. Yes, uh-huh. And the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And today we're going to focus in on Jesus being the Prince of Peace, what it means to us. You know, in this world, we, uh, we all want world peace. <laughs> we all want inner peace. And, and, and how hard is it sometimes to find at least that inner peace? We all want it, do we not? The word peace is written 429 times in the Bible. It took me all week to count those. Did you know, man, I had to go through every page to try to look through the word peace. I found it 429 times. No, I'm lying about that. But I had some, somebody else that had the time to do that did that. 429 times. So it must be an important word. In, he, in Hebrew, the, the word peace is salom. Meaning, I guess you could say, that absence of war or absence of strife or conflict. That would be peace, yeah. But shalom means more than that. It, it means love. It means righteousness. It means a calmness. means a tranquility, if you would. And, and we know that true peace is only reserved for those people that have a relationship with Christ. You can, you can phrase it however you want to. You can pursue it however you want to. But true peace is only coming from a relationship with Jesus Christ. It doesn't come from a bottle. It doesn't come from drugs. It doesn't come from friends or family. Reserved only <laughs> for a child of the king is where true peace comes from. You know, in this world today that we live in, uh, many times people try to counterfeit peace, do they not? Evil men try to counterfeit it and to tell you what peace is when it really isn't. We have deceitful people out there, do we not, that claim this is peace in your lives, and yet, and yet in their mind they have an evil intent on that. And the biggest one of those, obviously, will be the Antichrist when he comes. And hopefully none of us in here will see the Antichrist, okay? I hope you don't. Because the Bible tells us we'll all, the believers are all snatched up out of here before he ever shows up on the scene. But he will come preaching a peace, world peace. And he will get that done, the Bible tells us, by having a peace agreement between Israel and the rest of the world. And look what I've done, he will say. I have brought peace to the world. And yet we know within a very short time his schemes are proven wrong. And he brings no peace, but he brings total 
destruction. You see, we live in a deceitful world. We have preachers and pastors and priests out there who are preaching some sort of a peaceful gospel, if you would. And all they're doing is leading people in the wrong direction away from heaven to a separation from holy God. You see, when people speak of peace, it doesn't really mean peace. And we must be aware of what's going on in the world that around us. On that great morning in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, in the birth of our son and Jesus Christ, the angels had something to say about that, you know. In Luke 2, they say, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Then the angels were excited <laughs> that the Son of God had come down to live on this earth. The angels were excited that the Prince of Peace was now coming to live among us. And they shouted for joy and they sang the songs that, that this man, God himself, took on human flesh. And in that morning in Bethlehem, there he was. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Why were they excited? Because the Prince of Peace had now come to live among us. That had never happened before in the history of our world, and it's never happened again. It will happen someday that he's coming back to get all of his children, all of his children. What a glorious time that will be. In John 14, 27, as Jesus walked on this old world, he leaves us this hope with peace. In John 14, 27, he says this, peace I leave with you, he said. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Jesus was telling the disciples, I'm leaving you peace. I like the way the New Living Translation has translated that verse. And I got to looking at that, and I thought, That's, let, me, let me just tell you what that one says. And I like the way it says it says, I am leaving you a gift, Jesus says, a gift of peace of mind and of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be trembled or don't be afraid. Isn't that kind of a beautiful thing? He's get, he left us a peace, and that is a gift that I'm giving to you, he says. You see, Jesus, when he, when he spoke those words, it was right before his crucifixion. And he's given the disciples a, a last-minute pep talk. He's telling them that this is what needs to happen. And he, and, he, and he knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, he knew what was going to happen to himself. And he knew what was going to happen to those disciples. He knew what was going to happen to them. He knew what was going to happen to us 2,000 years later. He knew that they and us would struggle with hardships and, and temptations and difficulties. He, he knew that, that life was not going to be easy for them. And he knew that life was not going to be easy for us. And as he is telling the disciples, he's telling us, he said, you know, no matter what's going on, I, I'm going to leave you a gift. And that gift is my peace. About two chapters later in John 16, he gives us another encouragement. He says this, These things I have spoken to you, 
so that you may have peace. In a world you may have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Isn't that beautiful? I've given you a gift. I know what you're going to be dealing with. I know that. And he says, don't let anything get you down. Don't anything let you defeat you. Because he said, I have overcome the world. And he says, if I can overcome the world, you can overcome the things that come into your world. Because he says, I have given you peace over those things. Jesus knew what he was talking about, didn't it? Jesus knew what a beautiful gift that he's given to us, this idea of inner peace. Peace during difficult times we can have, <laughs> no matter what you're dealing with. You can have this peace because he's promised it because the peace he gives us is not like anything else, not like the world gives. His peace is a little bit different, he says. Because of his peace that he left with us, we don't have to fear the circumstances of life. We don't have to be in trembling for the circumstances of life. When those things come into our world, we don't have to be afraid of those. Why? Because he has overcome the world. He has, I give you a gift of peace. And because of that, you can have victory in whatever area in life that, that you're dealing with right now. I'm going to I don't know about you, but that's an encouragement, is it not? That we don't have to fear. We have overcome. He has overcome. And how do we know he, He's overcome and we can overcome? Number one, because He says it. Number one, He said it. I agree with it. I, I, and number two is He's experienced everything that you and I have experienced. He's experienced the struggles of life, he, the hardships of life. He knows all about those. He experienced it Himself. He dealt with it Himself. And what does He say? I've overcome it. And here's a gift that I'm going to give to you. You can have peace in whatever stuff that you are dealing with today. And when you cry out to the peace, the Prince of Peace, when you're in a situation in your life you don't want to do and you cry to the Prince of Peace, what does his word say? I will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. It's available to us at our fingertips if we choose to take it. As I was studying through this, it came to my mind, just matter of fact, just this morning as I was looking through this stuff. We see these uh, airplane pilots, and they're flying around, and they're flying into, into a hurricane, are they not? And you see the plane as, as they're going through the, the winds of the hurricane and the plane is kind of shaking and they're trying to hold on to it and try to keep it level and the plane is rocking and all that kind of good stuff. And they're flying through the storms of life, if you would. And all of a sudden the plane gets calm and the plane gets quiet. Why? Because they end up in the eye of the storm, don't they? The storm is all around them, but all of a sudden now there's calm and there's a peace that is, is with them. And it's why? Because they're in a calm. They're in the eye of the storm. And I believe that that is a beautiful picture of what Jesus wants to do in our life. Did you know that? The winds of life are blowing. The winds of life are hard. And we deal with sorrow and stuff and divorce and death and finances and all that kind of garbage. And yet as we travel through those winds of life, all of a sudden we hit a calmness. And that's the kind of peace 
that Jesus wants to give to you and I today during the difficulties of life. We too can go through the eye of the storm and find that peace. And that peace comes from the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ. Because the Prince of Peace came, left his perfect home in heaven, came to earth on that beautiful morning, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose again the third day, promises peace. What impact does that have on our lives? Does him coming have any impact on our life? Does it really matter that he did that? (laughs) Does it really matter that he did that? I hope it does to you. How does it impact our lives? Well, let me tell you. I got a few of these things I want to tell you. How it impacts our life, my life, hopefully your life. The first reason I think that it, that it impacts our life is because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We can literally have a relationship with God. We literally can have peace with God. Now think about that. You see, sin separates us from God. Did you know that? Sin separates us from God. And the Bible says in John 3, 36, the wrath of God is upon every person who has not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's straight from God's Word. That we are under condemnation and we are under judgment. And we are under the wrath of God when we do not make His Son Lord and Savior of our life. That's biblical speaking. Romans 5, 1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with holy God, the creator of the universe, because he has justified us. When we got saved, Christ took our sins and gave us his righteousness by faith. And when God looks at us, he looks at us as being righteous, not as being the worthless sinners that we were. Well, because he is the prince of peace, he paid our sin debt, and we'll never have to pay that debt again. He paid our sin debt. That is a huge thing. Because he is the prince of peace, our consciences are cleared from anything that we've done in the past, the present, or the future. Did you know that? Why is that? Why can't we have a clear conscience? How come the Apostle Paul could have a clear conscience with one day he's killing Christians, the next day he's saving Christians? How can he have a clear conscience? How you, you and I can have a clear conscience because of the way we used to live and now we don't? Because of, the, because of Christ, the Prince of Peace, clears that. And he's forgiven us of every one of those sins. We can have a clear conscience when we go to him because we are forgiven. We get to approach the throne room of grace. Did you know that? Where we can communicate with holy God. We don't need anybody to help us. You have a direct line to the throne room of grace. You can go to him and speak to him 24-7. His door is always open. The operator is always on. He is waiting for you to contact him, if you would, to tell him your hurts, tell him your good, tell him your hardships, tell him everything about yourself, and then just start listening. 
because Jesus is the Prince of Peace, we have a direct line to heaven to communicate with God, holy God, anytime, anywhere, about anything. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? It really is. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We no longer have to worry about death and dying. That is not uh, something that we are to fear, something that we don't have to worry about. Because you see, when we accepted Christ, we know our future, do we not? And we know because we know who holds the future. We don't have to worry about death and dying because we have peace with God. And He has promised that. He said it in His Word. If He said it in His Word, take it to the bank as good as gold. It's going to happen. What a great benefit it is to have peace with God, knowing that you don't have to worry about death and dying. And if you don't worry about death and dying here, you can live like you're supposed to here because you're living for Him. What a great thing it is. I'm so thankful that Jesus, being the Prince of Peace, allows you and I to have the opportunity to have peace with God. He also allows us to have the peace of God. In all situations, we can have peace of God. That is that inner peace that everybody is looking for. As we grow and try to mature in our faith, the more we draw closer to God, while we discover God more, we discover how faithful He is. As we live our life and we experience the goodness of God, we grow. When we begin to really trust the promises of God, how faithful that He is. When we think about how much He loves us, how much He loves us, in spite of our, all of our warts, and when we begin to think like that, when we begin to trust His promises and, and lean on Him and how much does He love us and how faithful is He to us, we've got to be able to grow in that. And as we grow in the Lord and we see the Lord and we experience His goodness and His love for us, that should cause us to begin to have an inner peace because we have the peace of God living within us. And when situations come into our lives that are not pleasant, we don't understand that. We understand that God is still in control. God is in control of every situation. I mean, Romans 8, 28, what does it tell us? For, for those that love the Lord, what? He's going to take the bad that looks in our life, and He's going to make it good for us and for His glory. When He takes the ugly of our life... <laughs> And, and how he does it, I don't know, but he's going to shape it and mold it and form it into a way that it is for our good that we grow in the Lord. And it's just not for us, it's for his glory. If we ever could get into that, our minds like that, that that's God's, God knows what he's doing. He's in control and he's going to make something good out of this bad for, him, for, for me. I think that's a big... That's the peace of God that lives within us, you know it. I mean, you can have that kind of peace even if you got cancer, that peace of God. Because you've seen him work, you've seen his faithfulness, you see how much he loves us, you stand on his promises, and you trust him. And when you do that, 
the peace of God will flow through you into any circumstance that you find yourself. What a fringe benefit of being a Christian is to be able to have peace with God and the peace of God that, that wells up inside of us. And when we do that and when we seek him like that, I'm going to tell you, he will give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Jesus, Prince of Peace, for allowing us to have the peace of God living within us. Because Jesus is a Prince of Peace, we all have the same spiritual standing. What does that mean, Don? Galatians 3.38. For there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male or female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Well, what's he talking about there? Regardless of your race, your gender, regardless of your nationality, there's salvation in only one way, and that is Jesus. Makes no difference where you live. Makes no difference what you look like. Makes no difference what you, how you speak. There is only one salvation, that's through Jesus Christ. We're all equal in that area, are we not? We are... Just because you may have a little money, you still are a sinner in need of a Savior. And I got to thinking about that. I go, you know, in Zimbabwe, you know, they don't, they don't look like me. They don't look like you. They don't talk like you or me. They have their own different language. They worship different. I mean, there would be, be folks already in the aisle singing and dancing and carrying on. Okay. But you know what? <laughs> They've been saved by Jesus Christ. 14,000 miles away, they worship the same God. 14,000 miles away, they get to experience Jesus in their life. And 14,000 miles away, they've got to ask Jesus into their life. We all have the same standard. And it's because of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that is the case. He said, well, I'm, I'm going to bless them Americans better than the rest of them folks. Or I'm going to bless the Zimbabweans better than, no. We all, have, we all have one solution to the problem that we have. And that solution is Jesus. There's no other standard by which man must be saved. There's no other name given among heaven by which we must be saved. And that name is Jesus. I'm so thankful for that. Because Jesus is a prince of peace. We have the Holy Spirit that indwells our life. Did you know that? If you've been born again, you have a Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, living inside you. You have God living inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit. He indwells us when we got saved. He leads us and guides us. He convicts us when we sin. He teaches us truth when we ask for truth of the Scripture. He sends us down the path of righteousness for His name's sake. He tells us and shows us how to live our lives here on this earth. He produces fruit in us called the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy. And the next one is peace. He produces that in us. And He produces kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control in us. And the only reason the Holy Spirit can dwell within us is because Jesus is the Prince of Peace who has who we have accepted him as Lord and Savior. 
without accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, you do not have a Holy Spirit living inside of you. Thank you, Jesus, for being the Prince of Peace. Because Jesus is a Prince of Peace. Oh, here's one you don't want to hear. We are commanded to seek peace among other people. We are commanded, <laughs> not suggested, to seek peace with other people. Romans fourteen nineteen. So when we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another, we are commanded to pursue peace, commanded to build one another up and not tear one another down. We are to live in harmony as best as we can with every believer. That's the starting point. I don't understand churches that, that split, understand that have issues and difficulties there. Because just that verse right there says we do not pursue our own selfish desires. We, we put somebody else more important than ourselves. Our thoughts more important. Theirs is more important than ourselves. And we are to pursue peace. Well, you say, what happens if the other person does not want to pursue peace with me? I go to them and I try to pursue peace and I try to reconcile and try to make it right. The Bible says that's all you got to do. You're responsible for how you respond. And if they don't want to respond in peace, if they want to respond some other way, that's on them and not on you. But the Bible commands us we are to pursue peace because Jesus, who lives inside of us, is the Prince of Peace. Romans 12, 18 and 19 says it this way. If possible, as far as it depends upon you... <laughs> Be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, but leave room for the wrath of God. For as it is written, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. You see, as Christians, we are to do what? Get our paybacks? <laughs> Get our pound of flesh? No. The Prince of Peace lives in us, and we are called to pursue peace with all men as best as we can. And the last one I want to give you just real quick, because Jesus is the Prince of Peace, we are obligated to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Well, what does that mean, Don? Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. There it is. Did you know you have two choices in life? After you become a Christian, you have two choices. You can either let the... Uh, uh, the pursuit of peace of Christ live in your life or you can reject that. Well, what do you mean by that? In this book, we have a lot of promises, a lot of things that, that have been said to us. He's told us so many promises, so many things to live by, okay? And as a Christian, we have the option to do that or not. We have the option to reject what he says in this word, to live our life how we want to, to worry about a whole bunch of stuff if we want to, to let it get you down if you want to, to live a life of whatever I want to do goes. And we really don't follow this. We don't, we, we don't want to pursue peace with all men. We don't want to have to love our neighbor 
we don't want to do a lot of things. We don't want to have to forgive. We don't, I mean, a lot of stuff. And we have that choice. I, I choose not to like you anymore. You can do that. But that's not the life of Christ living in you. You see, when he's the Prince of Peace and he's living within us, does he not want us to follow his word? Does he not want us to trust his promises? Does he not want us to be obedient to his word? And the answer to those three are yes, he does. He wants us to trust him. He wants, when things happen in our lives, he wants us to trust him. Be anxious for nothing, his word says. But with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, what does he say? Let your request be made known to him. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and lives in, my, in Christ Jesus. Gosh. Why don't we do that? <laughs> and I'm not barking at you. I'm barking at myself. Why don't I do that? Because his promise is there for us. Prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let it be known to him. And what? The peace of God through the Prince of Peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Cast all your cares upon him because he loves you, the Bible says. You see, that's standing on his word. That's trusting his word. That's going, that's not going, yeah, I know that's in there, but I can't do that. <laughs> you ever thought that one? Yeah, I have. I can't do that. I can't. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because the power of God lives within you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, get this, lives inside of you and inside of me. So you can't tell God, I can't do that because I'm human. Well, yeah, you're right, you can't. But when you ask him to give you the strength to do what he's asked you to do, to trust in his word, to stand on his word and quit doing your own thing, guess what? Guess what? The Prince of Peace, peace with God and the peace of God will now flow through you. What a great blessing that is. God, you know, God, God doesn't want you to waller <laughs> in this old world and feel sorry for you. He don't want you that. He said, we are more than conquerors if, if, if this word will just impact our lives. That's all it's going to take. Man, I hope this Christmas season, and I'm done, I'm not, and I'm not barking at you, and I'm done, okay, that, that you will remember the reason for this season, and that's just a, a trite phrase, I know, but it is Jesus. And in from Isaiah 9, 6, he is the Prince of Peace. And for no other reason, he is the, he is the one who wants to give you inner peace in this busy time of the year. He wants to give it to you. And I guess the question is, will you accept it? <laughs> will you accept it? Will you allow him to give you peace when the world is swirling around you? Will you allow him to put you in the eye of the storm when the world is blowing against you? I guess that's the question this Christmas season. I hope you'll remember that. I hope when, when the phrase, Prince of Peace, jumps out at you this Christmas season, I want you to think about who he is, and that's Christ, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to bring to you peace because of his title, Prince of Peace. All right. What else is there to say? I don't know. <laughs>
really, my, my prayer is that you will experience during this Christmas season a, a kind of a peace that surpasses all understanding. Not as the world gives to you, but the kind of peace that Jesus Christ gives to you. Him being the Prince of Peace. We got about a month here dealing with all of this. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. (laughs) I give to you my peace, he says, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart fear. Because, guys, I have overcome the world, he says, and so will you if you are my children. As we bow our heads and close our eyes, begin our invitation time. If you're struggling with peace, I would just tell him, I don't have peace, Father. I don't have your peace of you. I don't have peace with you. That's a different issue. Let God talk to you during this time of invitation and do what you must do. If you've never accepted Christ, the Prince of Peace, today would be a good day to do that. Secure your eternity. You don't have to worry about tomorrow or the next day. As the piano plays, do business with our God. Thank you.